Hello everybody, welcome to the Paid Search Podcast, episode 135. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by my great co-host, the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going today as we record this episode? Oh, hello, Jason. This reminds me of episode one of the Paid Search Podcast, where you were terrified of the microphone and didn't even know how to greet everyone. <laughs> you guys, I mean, you have to go back and listen to that, guys. Jason, Jason has come a long way. So have I. Things have changed so much. You used to sound like Mr. Businessman Professional, but I think after 134 episodes, you have now really shown your colors. And I prefer your color, Jason. I prefer your color. Oh, thanks. Well, you know what? I was just thinking about it. My yeses, they're a very valuable thing, and people are just, uh, they just need to know that I can take them away at any time. So um, I'm not doing it on this episode. I might do it on the next one. And I'll do it when I feel like doing it. Um, but I did not want to be that guy today for you. So, Chris, today we're going to talk about the truth about single keyword ad groups. And we're just going to settle it once and for all. I think we're going to yeah. get to the real truth. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, Opteo. Opteo is a Google Ads management software. They offer a free trial. We recommend you guys check them out. They have a ton of different features. Chris and I have been using their software for over a month now and learning about all its features. And one of the cool things they have is a list of what they call improvements. And these improvements are like recommendations. You get into your account, you look at your dashboard, it has a list of your improvements there. And what we like about it is it list the improvements from high priority to medium priority to low priority to help you uh, get in there and use your time the best way possible. So a couple examples of a high priority and a medium and a low high priority would be a a losing ad with a bad click to rate. They tell you about medium priority would be, Hey, you don't have a remarketing campaign. We recommend you set that up. You can do it right through our software here. Low priority would be Uh, We found this great keyword or this great search term that you're showing up on. We recommend you add it as a keyword so you can maximize your volume on it. And it's just nice as uh, a busy Google Ads manager to have clear priority levels like that. And it's a feature we both like about the software. So we thank Opteo for supporting the show. We recommend you guys check them out, opteo.com. And they offer a free 30-day trial. You can start instantly. So we recommend you guys check that out. A link is in the description. So Chris, today we've got a lot to get through. We have a monstrous review. We have a question from a guy who I think was seeing my girlfriend in Phoenix recently. And then we're going to talk about Skaggs um, and get to the truth of it. But before that, I just want to talk about the old episodes of the show. A lot of people are asking going forward uh, on the podcast players, you'll be able to access the 30 most recent episodes. That is uh, 30 divided by four. That's what is that, Chris? Uh, it's almost, I, I, I don't know. That, what you, 
going with here. It's, it's Man, seven and every a half. Time I, every time I get around you, my ability to uh, to do, <laughs> do math, math just falters. And I think it's you. But I think <laughs> I think that's almost seven months of shows, 30 yeah. episodes. Seven and uh, a half. One yeah. show a week that are going to be out there. So we have the most recent 30 episodes out there. And then if you guys want to access the archive, it's now available at paysearchpodcast.com. We have it down to a dollar an episode when you buy it in bulk. If not, it's a dollar ninety nine. They're on the website, they're hosted there, and it's the highest quality in terms of audio possible. If you guys want to access them through YouTube, most of the shows are still up on YouTube. You can go to YouTube. The only difference there is that sometimes the audio quality is not as strong. So that's the news about the archive. It's all still out there. You can get it on YouTube. And if you want to get the highest audio quality possible, it's all at paidsearchpodcast.com on the archive page down to $1 per episode. And, uh, of course, the last 30 episodes are always going to be out there. So we wanted to tell you guys about that. There had been some questions. And that can serve as the news for this week because the producer, Chris, uh, is treating me like a Mm, hot news anchor that he used to cheat on with. And I I told him, stop, no more. And he's cut my segments ever Mm -hmm. since then. So I'm going to have to talk to HR because the man (laughs) has uh, stopped doing the news. you got to keep it tight here. Let's get into... (laughs) let's get into the review of the week. And this is a review you chose. Uh, It's going back to 2017. I think you have some kind of weird personal relationship with this person. (laughs) And uh, I don't know why you chose it going that far back, but it's long and I'll let you, let you decide how you want to handle this uh, great review. Well, there's a listener, you know, if you reach out to me on Twitter, I'm a lot faster to respond. And, you know, I just have a feel a lot more personal connection. So, uh, one of our listeners reached out and said, hey, you never read my review. So I said, send it to me. And he sent it to me. So here it is. Here is uh, Like It or Not from June 26, 2017. Going way back. July. Sorry. July twenty six. Everyone could have heard me say that. And no one would have known that it was wrong. All right. So he says. I knew it was wrong. Chris, you do really good in life for a guy with a a very limited uh, education in terms of math and spelling and grammar. You do really good in life. Worthwhile for the experienced AdWords manager. Five stars. I'm not going to read the whole thing because you have to go back and read it yourself. But it's an excellent review. He says, I've been an in-house PPC guy for four years managing a monstrous account that our temporary third party advisors have referred to as adventurous. I employ almost every feature as soon as it becomes available or know why I don't if I don't use it. Just discovered these guys this week looking for current AdWords tips and I've listened to about one third of the episodes so far. I know my stuff, but I'm still gaining some pretty sharp insights from Jason and Chris and I'm keeping that list going. So, and then he goes on to say they don't get mired in their banter. Uh, there's a nice I mean, amount throughout, right? I mean, we're very aware of that, how much we chat and talk. I keep Jason on a very tight leash. But X, thank you so much for the review. Uh, we appreciate it. And, you know, if we left your review off and you're just, if it really bothers you, reach out to us at paid search pod on Twitter is the only way to reach me because I hate Facebook. And there we go. All right, Chris. Well, thank you for reading that review. And we appreciate you guys' reviews at iTunes and Stitcher. And we want to keep growing those. We're almost to 200 on iTunes. So that's pretty cool. Nice. So, Chris, today's question, um, let's just get to it and play it right now. Hello, guys. This is Eddie. 
I am from Phoenix, Arizona, and I have a question regarding location extensions. So I have a Google ad with a, a location extension. So when someone's searching on their mobile phone and they search my keyword term, and they'll see my little ad that will show up as an extension on their little maps, in the Google Maps. If a uh, if someone, a customer, clicks on the call, little there's a little call icon on that uh, little, you know, Google Map. How can I track that? Okay, so it'll, this again, this is an ad that's going to be on the maps using the location extension. How do I track the calls that come from that? That's my question. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, Eddie, thank you for the question. Uh, my girlfriend, my beautiful girlfriend was in Phoenix last week for a business trip and she got back and she said some guy was accosting her about uh, showing her his location extension over and over. So maybe it's the same guy. I don't know. But uh, thanks for the question. And I've kind of got a couple answers for you. So I think if you listen back to old shows, you'll hear Chris and I talk about how, oh, when someone goes to the location extension and clicks over to the maps, we lose the ability to track. And as Google Ads managers, we don't like that because we don't get credit for the calls that come in. That, as as of uh, December and November of 2018, has changed. And if you go to support.google.com and search extending call and message reporting to more places, or you just click the link in the description, we'll link to it, uh, you'll see that. November 27, 2018, Google said, starting this week, calls from your location extension can be counted as conversions once you enable account level call reporting. So I think what that means basically is that you need to go into your account. If you go to the middle tab, the light gray vertical bar that says settings, You'll be taken to your campaign settings, and then you need to go to the top of that area and go to account settings. It's kind of like the tab at the top. And at the account settings level, you can opt into account level call reporting. And according to this article, again, we'll link to it. Google saying once you do that, your calls from call extensions will start being included as conversions from calls. So the question is, now that we know that's happening, how do you go about getting that data Chris, I don't know. I was trying to figure that out today with a rep from Google. They're going to get back to me. But as of this recording, I don't really know how you do that. There are people that say, okay, go to your location extension, add the calls column, and it'll show you how many calls you're getting with your location extension. But to me, that's always meant how many calls do you get when the location extension, when the address shows up, not when people click over to Google Map and and actually call. So if we're able to figure that out, we'll let you guys know. But for now... I, I don't know how you get the data, but this article does say those calls from your location extension, which I'm going to take, mean calls from the map when they click on the location extension are showing up as calls from conversions. So they're showing up in there when they reach your time limit. But in terms of knowing how many are coming from that at the moment, Chris, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, good question, Eddie. Thanks for thanks for the question. Um, Jason, I'm I'm chomping at the bit because I've been thinking about this topic for a long time and we've I've had people, you know, be surprised. I'm just going to jump into it because we're talking about skags and skags for those that don't know is the abbreviation for 
single keyword ad groups. And if you've been listening to the show or, you know, you're, you're trying to listen to some of the old stuff, you'll hear us, um, and in an especially old episode, have a great debate about the value of skags, whether to use them, whether it's worthwhile. And it's probably one of our more controversial topics. And today we're going to trump that controversial topic and just jump out there and literally say, I mean, I'm, I was a little worried to put it in the title. I, I just couldn't do it in the title, but I'll say it in audio form. Skags suck. And <laughs> I, I don't use them. I don't like to use them. I have a list that I've come up with and Jason has his thoughts as well. Um, on why skags are not the solution to getting more out of your AdWords campaign. Listen up because it's gonna get it's gonna get real and we're gonna talk about the truth that we feel. This is not something that we're sharing because uh, you know, we have something to gain from it. This is really how we manage our AdWords campaigns, and I'm gonna share the truth with you guys on how I feel about it. Wow, Chris, you're I rarely see you like this, Chris. You're very emotional <laughs> about this. Um, I mean, obviously, you haven't been checking in with the Rothman PPC water cooler on YouTube because well, I addressed no, this recently. Okay. Um, I get oh. a ton of questions because of that great debate, Chris, about skags. Because for the last uh, six months to a year, probably, I've been coming on the show and every other episode I say skags suck and that I never use them. And then people always ask me in comments and stuff, wait, weren't you debating that and you were so pro-skag then? Skag king. And I have to tell yeah. them, I just tell them that was just a great debate. However, I was using skags at the time and I moved away from them completely. And I completely moved away from them for the lot, a lot of the reasons uh, we're going to go over today. But I'm in agreement with you, sir. Uh, that I just I don't see the benefit from them other than selling, which we can talk about later. Um, but in terms of performance and management, I don't I don't see the uh, the benefit. Yeah. Okay. So let's do it. Let's get in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just label these. You know, point number one, two, three. So you guys can kind of follow along how these are breaking down. So point number one: Skags make things more complicated with no benefits. That is a very... Sounds like my first... Chris, that, that sounds like my first marriage. <laughs> yeah. You've, okay. I don't even know what that means. You're not even married. But anyway. Okay. So you and your very close friend live together. So um, that, that's a pretty wild thing to say because you can look up all the big blogs, all the head honchos, all the big thinkers, and they're going to talk about skags and they're going to say all the... They're going to show you numbers about why it works, but... I'm going to call them elitists because I, I owe them no allegiance. I don't really owe allegiance to anyone except my clients, and that's who I try and please. And for me, the elitists say that it helps your click-through rate and it helps your quality score. And if you've listened to this show for a few episodes, you know how much I'm going to value quality score uh, when it comes to you know getting my client what they need and how much I'm going to value click-through rate. Those two things do not show skill. They do not show value to an AdWords campaign. They are great. When you have good quality score and good click-through rate, that is a benefit, but that does not mean you're being successful. And and just to top things off with one last little, you guys can soundbite this all you want. Maybe I'll be on the news. You know, a local Texas man says skags are for idiots, but complexity does not correlate to skill. 
your super complex, amazing, detailed, 15 campaign, $500 budget Skag build, it makes you look like you know a lot, but in reality does not compare to the skill built for something simple. So that's that's point number one for me. Jason, am I being too harsh? You agree, disagree, what do you think? No, I completely agree. They make you look great, but they they don't bring a lot to the table in terms of actually making the client money or if you're the business owner, making your business money. Chris, in the basketball world, there's something called the Jordan 11s. If you saw them, you'd probably recognize them. He wore them in one of his best years. It has it's a white shoe with that black shiny strip along the bottom. No idea. And it's like the most like <laughs> it's the most iconic basketball shoe ever. And you know those kind of guys that uh show up to a pickup game and they've got all the latest gear, they're wearing the Jordan Elevens, the three hundred dollar sneakers, but then they start playing and they just play horrible. That's kind of what skags are to me. They they make you look great. <laughs> okay. Okay. They make you, yeah, they make you look absolutely great, but uh, in terms of complexity, complexity, I'm there doing my best impression of you today, Chris. <laughs> I cannot talk today, um, <clears throat> but I'm just trying to be like Chris Schaefer today, the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, complexity does not correlate to skill. I would say complexity does not correlate to performance, and again, it just breaks down what you want. Is the click-through rate sometimes higher on a SCAG versus a non-SCAG ad group? Maybe it is sometimes, maybe it's not. But does that actually put customers swiping their credit card at your business? Mm. No. So yeah. that's what we're all about is the actual money coming into the business. Um, and click-through rate quality score, they're all great, but it's not the primary thing. I, I don't even buy that it helps your click-through rate or quality score, so I'm not even going to accept that. Um, but what I will accept is that when you're selling Google ads, and if you sell Google ads, you're in the same business as us, and it makes you look good. You, I've done yeah. it before, Chris. Skags are sellable. That They impress people who don't know a lot about Google ads, and it makes them think, oh, this person's doing something that I was missing, and this is why they're going to do so much better. And to me, it's just the, it's it's an easy way out at this point. You and I know how to communicate to business owners and people we work for, and we know how to communicate well without having to get into basically tricks, little dog tricks like skags. So they do look good, but I, I you don't have to use them. There's other ways to look good um, that are based on real real things. And I have another point that's going to back up the the click-through rate and quality score note that people uh, say that it helps your click-through rate and your quality score. I'm going to come back to that. But for now, I'm going to move to point number two. Point number two, and this one's really simple, Google documentation. The Google documentation does not support this tactic. Nowhere on their site do they lay out the purpose uh, for using an AdWords campaign, or excuse me, an ad group, um, is to house one keyword or two keywords. They never lay it out that way. That's never the case that they uh, lay out for, for ad groups. And just to put a little bit thicker layer on number two here, get a Google rep to help you. Get someone from uh, Mountain View, you know, call them up and you know, get like one of the real people out there to build a, a campaign for you and say, thanks. You know, they'll, they'll do it. Nowadays you can call an 800 number and they'll build something for you. And Look at how they build it. Do you see a SCAG campaign build out? So if Google, their own representatives, do not use the SCAG method to build something to try and generate more revenue for their product because it's in their interest to build the best campaigns they can and they don't adhere to the SCAG 
method. I got a lot more points coming, people, but that's that's a really evident one that it's, you know, there's not really anything inherent in the system that's going to work better for you. Yeah, I agree, Chris. Um, but, you know, the SCAG persuasion was so strong that at one point there were, I was seeing comments out there of people saying, like, I thought Google recommends SCAGs. And it, the persuasion was so strong that people were thinking some people were thinking that um, I remember seeing, but yeah, they don't recommend it at all. It goes against their platform. And one of my criteria when I work with clients is I don't work with anybody that's trying to game Google or trying to do things that are yeah. not going that's in the direction point. of Google. And an example of that is like uh, if a moving company, say like a moving software company, wanted to work with me and wanted me to target moving company keywords because they wanted to get in front of movers when they were searching their own keywords, which may be 10% of the traffic or something. And then they could get in front of them and then they'd sign up for their software. I would say, no, I'm just not going to work with you. I'm not a good fit for the campaign because I know that's not going to work. Yeah. When you try to go against the natural flow of how Google ads works, search engine marketing works, things don't go well. And I think that goes in terms of both the goals of the campaign, like I just described, and then also the physical things inside of the account. You're just totally going against what the system technically and behind the scenes and all the technology is set up for. You're kind of, you're, you're laying tripwires for the system to get caught up on mm, and yeah. you're going, you're going against the system. And I don't know, it just, it, to me that that doesn't work when there's so much we don't know behind the scenes. But there is a ton of stuff going on in terms of the signals that your account sends to Google and then that how they how that affects the cost per click and the traffic you show up and all that. So I think you're really laying the potential to screw yourself up when you put a bunch of the same or almost exactly keywords in different different ad groups all across the campaign. Yeah, I hear. I, Jason, I, I feel it. I feel people out there asking, but but AdWords has changed a lot. You know, maybe uh, now things are more complicated. There's so many tools. There's things out there. No, the same things that I talked about ten years ago, fifteen years ago when I started, are the same basic procedures that work now. You want to see a system that's changed? Talk to an SEO person and listen to a fifteen year old SEO discussion, and try and find out what you know what's going to work back 15 years ago and what works now. AdWords, the inherent system of AdWords has not changed. It's still about bid and quality score. Multiply those and you get ad rank, and that's the system that determines your placement. That's still the same, and it's always been the same. So there's nothing that's changed or gotten more complex that somehow this is a better way because blah, 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 something, something, something. But anyway, that's it. So let's get to number three. Jason, You've harped on this one before. I know you agree with this one. Testing ad copy is much more complicated with Skags. I never did Skags, and I didn't really think this. And this is the kind of thing that you and I have discussed before on the show. When you have hundreds, let's say hundreds, I don't even know what, what a normal Skag build-out looks like. You know, maybe hundreds of different ad groups, and you have... Therefore, hundreds Easily and hundreds, hundreds. Yeah. yeah, hundreds and hundreds, hundreds of Easily. ads spread out across all those. It's so much more complicated to test these. And here's what I usually find. Jason, I'm sure you have more to speak towards this, but usually what happens is this is such a complex system that managers tend to use DKI, dynamic keyword insertion, in their ad copy. Okay, so now you are using a very finite granular system and you're using an automated dynamic keyword insertion in your ads. So you're you're going from an area of more control to less control. 
Okay. And so now the SCAG guy is using spreadsheets, DKI, and automated bidding, and he wonders why his campaign sucks. He, he's trying to, to create this system where literally one guy could be selling tires in this one location. You take his campaign and copy it to another location, and it can completely fail. AdWords is not copy-paste. Nothing will be guaranteed to work from one place to another. Same website, same ad, same keywords, put it in a different location, fails. It happens all the time. So you cannot take something and systematically Whoa. approach it and it just work every time. So the complexity and trying to simplify it into spreadsheets, DKI, automated bidding, and dynamic landing pages, it's just trash. It doesn't work like that. How do you know about all that, Chris? Because that's the dark side of Skags. Yeah. It, there's there's the front mm. there's the front side, which Uh-oh. is the flashy, impress the yeah. The, I've never we've never talked about this. I don't, I don't know how you know about it. You must troll on some forums or something. But <laughs> there there's there's the flashy side of Skags where you sell it to the client and it's like, hey, you have to be doing Skags because the click to rate's higher and only I can do Skags and you can't, so hire me. But then there's a the back end of Skags. Again, I don't know how you know about this if you've never done them, but the whole idea for from an agency perspective is let me get a template of my keywords. Let me get a template of my ad groups. Let me get a template of my ad copy. Let me do one little quick custom thing for each new client that comes along, change the city names, change the brand name, whatever, and then fire that up into the editor and build out a 300 ad group, 900 ad campaign Gosh, uh, in terrifying. about in about five minutes total, and then hit the go button because that helps. Maybe you'll trip yourself up with errors on performance, and you'll have to go back in and fix things. But the mindset is, I can build out a new account in five minutes instead wow. of a couple hours, and focus more on that business. I can do it in five minutes and be real efficient. So that's the mindset behind why people do that. How do you know about that, Chris? How do you know about the dark side of Skags? I well, I mainly because of my my training, you know, and and hearing stories, hearing horror stories about, you know, people and talking to other agencies that have some nasty habits about what they do and I'm wondering why this is like this and they say, well, it's based on our template that we copy over every time we get a new client. So, I yeah, I never I never got into the the spreadsheets and copying and stuff, but um yeah, I mean, I definitely feel pretty passionate about it. It's, it's out there. So number four. But yeah, Chris, let me let me just follow up on testing ad copy. Yeah. That's one of the two main reasons why I stopped doing skags was because if someone knows how to test ad copy when you're doing skags, they can inform us, but I don't think you can. I don't think real ad copy tests can go on with skag because if you have a like I've got some uh non-skag ad groups, some traditional ad groups, and Chris, some of them have like it's not just twenty keywords, like some of them have way more than that. Because they all basically mean the same thing to the person's search intent. Mm. But there's just tons of ways to search for different kinds of industries. Like some industries just have not 20 ways to search for this exact thing, but 100. So some of my non-SCAG, and now I only do non-SCAG, some of my traditional ad groups, they've got a ton of keywords in there. Um, And so I get a lot of traffic to those ad groups. The great thing about it is when I want to test out a new ad, I just go to that one ad group that has all that traffic coming into it, and I test an ad, and I instantly get data. But if I'm doing a skag with those 100 keywords in that traditional ad group, and it goes from 100 keywords to 100 ad groups, and now I have 100 ad groups eating up that volume, 
how do you get ad data when every instead of the ad group getting a thousand impressions, every ad group gets thirty impressions over the like the last two weeks? It just doesn't work in terms of gathering data. And the other reason it doesn't work, Chris, manually working, managing the account. You just can't test uh the whole thing about Skags is being efficient and all that, but you just can't you can, I guess, if you use editor, but it's it still takes a lot of time to test out different ads across seventy ad groups. Um, that's almost impossible. Yeah. So not only do you not get a lot of data to make your test on, but actually doing the test, it just really makes you not want to do it. And that's only after one uh, ad, Chris. We're talking about one ad. What about all these different ads and ad groups you want to test on almost a daily basis on a big account? It's just impossible with the with the Skag account yeah. testing ads. It just totally kills that process, which is sad because once you have a fully optimized campaign, one of the only things you can do to boost performance is is try to find that great ad copy. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point because that perfect uh, ad copy is uh, definitely end game type of stuff. So, okay. So number four, moving on. There is only one reason to create a new ad group. And I feel like I'm just speaking to the choir here, but I mean, I feel like I say this all the time, but the truth is ad groups were created for one purpose. Little boys and girls listen to this. They were created for one purpose. They were created because you need to house a set of keywords in one ad group because those keywords need to be attached to a certain type of ad copy. So you create a new type of ad copy for those keywords. If you need to say something different for people that is uh, that are at a different level of the funnel, they're higher in the funnel, they're lower in the funnel, you need to somehow differentiate that messaging. You create another ad group. And this is called theming. Um, so if there's skags, what I would say the opposite of skags is, is themed or topic ad groups. And you only need a few of these. If you're running a $900 a month campaign, you might only need six three, maybe 12 ad group, themed ad groups, and you've got it covered. Probably most of those ad groups are going to get, you know, less than 10% of the total traffic. So that is the purpose between creating an ad group is to get different ad copy. And one last thing I hear, again, I feel it. My ears are burning and I know people are saying, well, well, I need to be able to segment. I need to be able to analyze that data and skags gives me ability to see that information you know piece by piece by piece wrong no because it's so exciting because whenever i do training i I show people i'm like look at all the segmentation tools there are in adwords nowadays there is the filters there's the segment data you can look at so many different things and there's the reporting now the the labeling that you can use Landing page data. Yeah. There's so much information you can do. If you want to segment your data, you can look at search terms by single keywords. You can uh, segment it by devices. You can segment it by top ad placement versus other, the bottom ad placement. You can segment it by conversion type. There's all kinds of ways that you can segment your data at multiple levels. You don't have to build and compromise your entire campaign to be able to get that uh, type of granular information. It's a great point, Chris. Um, divorce lawyer Memphis, divorce lawyer Memphis TN. Those would both be keywords that you could target if you're running that campaign in that city. Does it matter if the ad copy says divorce lawyer in Memphis versus divorce lawyer in Memphis TN? Right. I personally don't think that matters. No. And 
that would be an example of where the keyword searches are the same exact thing to the user. They want to see ad copy, the same ad copy on both of those searches in terms of answering their search question. And you don't need two different ads for those two different keywords. They can easily go in the same ad group. That's an example of how with Skags, you're making duplicate ads uh, that don't need to be there. The only reason to create a new ad group is so, like you said, ads show up, different ads show up for different keywords. This is the other reason I quit Skags. Because once you have a big, fully optimized campaign six months in and things are going great, Besides getting a higher click-through rate from great ad copy and finding great ad copy, the only thing you can do besides that to grow the campaign and get more leads is find new keywords to target. Uh, And so on huge campaigns, I spend a ton of time finding new keywords to target, and I have some very unique ways of doing that. And I take a lot of pride in that work. I'm very proud of that work, and it pays off for my clients when you have a skag and say I spent all day just trying to find 20 new searches on the way someone can search for this kind of service provider, it slows you down to the point where you don't want to do it if you take those 20 keywords and you have to create 20 new ad groups because creating ad groups takes a long time. Most of those, say those 20 keywords are fine. Say like one of them or two of them need a new ad group because they're new topics and we're going to have to make new ads for them. So they get a new ad group. But the other ones... Instantly, I slap a, yeah. a match type on them and I throw them in existing ad groups, and it doesn't slow you down. And it Easy. kind of it makes yeah, it makes finding new ad keywords, new ways of that people search for things. It makes it fun. It makes it easy. You get to throw it right into the campaign if the existing ad groups fit it, which most of the time they do. And even if they don't fit it perfectly, Chris, you can still throw it in an okay ad group yeah, that kind of sure. matches it and see even if it gets what kind of volume it gets. If it only gets 10 impressions a year, it probably doesn't justify the time or complexity in terms of looking at your, your account to have one extra ad group in there. Like let them prove themselves a little bit. So adding new keywords to optimize campaigns because I make campaigns perfect that's one of the biggest things I spend my time doing, adding new keywords to perfect campaigns and looking for them. And if you're doing skags, it makes that crucial task um, mm. really, really bad. It just slows you down and it, it prevents you from finding even more keywords. So that's the second reason I quit skags. Oh, man. I, I love the insight, you know, because most people, if they listen to this, if it was just me blabbing and then you saying, uh-huh, okay, okay. Um, most people would say, that's what the show was. (laughs) Well, most of they, you know, the argument would be, well, he never tried it. He's never done it. How can he compare? And I love that you're able to contrast and say, uh, this is the same kind of reasoning. This is the reasoning why I quit it because you have, I remember you talking when we first met, you know, you talked about the way that you built campaigns and who you kind of trained under and, you know, the, the regiments of, of how a campaign build was. And you, I remember the complexity of the spreadsheets and just yeah. the builds that you did were just intense. And so I know you were hardcore in it. And uh, to hear you, you know, kind of agree with this, that's that's uh, very, very fulfilling for well, me. You and, I, you and I are the same guy. We talk about this all the time. Like, we love the same kind of woman. We do the same things with our AdWords accounts. Right. We have the same hobbies and interests. We feel oh, the same way about certain societal issues. Okay. And we talk about these things before the show. But you <laughs> and I are very similar. And so you manage campaigns probably the exact same way that I do because we yeah. have the same goals in mind. So 
what I'm trying to do when we have these discussions about Skaggs, I think why it clicks with you, my experience is because you do those same exact things yourself when you manage campaigns. And I put you in the shoes of yourself, basically, mm. thinking about what Chris Schaefer's life would be like if every single one of his clients had Skagged out accounts. Oh, and you had to do your, your week-to-week and day-to-day management you do and the same things that I do, but you had to do them with Skaggs. You're just seeing the pitfalls in terms of adding, testing new ads, finding new keywords to target, um, analyzing the account, just analyzing the account. If a client emails you, and you know we get these emails, Chris, hey, uh, Jason, uh, things seem to be down. And then I look at the data and I go, hey, blah, blank, blank, blank. And Rachel maybe could beat me out because I really wanted to say something right there. Uh, no, things are not down. I just looked at the data. Actually, the only thing down is your attitude and your cost per conversion because I got it down 50% and your, co- and your conversions are up 200%. So I don't know why things are down. But instead of sending that email, you know what I do, Chris? I go into the account, I look at the data, and very quickly I'm able to go, okay, does Bob have a point? Are things down or are things up? Let me analyze the account. If you have skags, Chris, it slows it down. And one, I know you've seen some skagged accounts, and one of the reasons I know you hated them is because you were going in them trying to get a feel for what's going on, and it was taking you. It was it impossible. Just, it, it, was, it looked like... It looked like a, some crazy painting or something. You're like, yeah. okay, I need to find out what's causing the problems in this account and fix them. And then you're like, okay, I think I fixed it because I paused these five ad groups. Oh, no, there's five more that weren't getting any traffic because these ones were. And it's like a monster that never ends. So you you manage the same exact way I do. And you, you're. I think I'm really doing a good job of painting a picture yeah. for you in terms of like just how, just how bad it is when you have skags and you try to manage campaigns the way we do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it 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 is terrifying. Whenever I look to those accounts, I'm like, I'm pretty good at doing audits nowadays. I mean, I do a lot of audits and I'll, and I'll live audit, and somebody will give me the ID number. I'll look at their account, and like in three minutes, I can have just amazing theory, you know, built up for them. But as soon as I jump in into a Skag campaign, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what I'm looking at here. I mean, it's just like this is trash. Delete it all. Start over. Start a new business. <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> get a get a divorce yeah, get a, move to florida don't just ever, do the whole thing delete my number lose your kid's number do the whole thing <laughs> all right so number five why do so many people say skags work all right so my theory and, and this goes back to my number one about elitists say that it helps click-through rate it helps with quality score my theory is that skags force people to review individual keywords and results on a micro level. So they're looking at these individual keywords very, you know, they're looking at single keyword ad groups and they're making decisions about this. Thus, they improve the quality of their traffic because they're forced to look at these details over time. And what they do is they say, well, the reason this is successful is because of the skags. No, it's not because of the skags. The skags are not the superior method. It's Because for the first time, you're looking at keywords individually rather than at a campaign level or an ad group level, you're making granular decisions about data. And it's because you're making these decisions and it's being forced by the SCAG methodology. But that's the reason your campaign is more successful is because you're looking at it differently. So you don't have to have the SCAGs to do that. You could just be a analytical thinker about your AdWords campaigns and make these improvements without completely ruining everything and building out 300 ad groups. So that's my theory. I honestly have, I mean, that's just, 
I don't have any data to show that, but that's just my thoughts about why so many people say that it's successful. I don't think it's the method. I don't think Skaggs is the vehicle of success. I think the reason for it is is because they're thinking differently. Chris, that's funny um, because I think that I've never thought about it that way, that because Skaggs kind of get you in the door of how you should be managing the account down to the keyword level and building up from there, it's the first time people do that and they they're starting to get it, but they think it's from Skaggs. I like that. I think it's that. I also think there's a lot of sales into it. It it just does work. Like it does work uh, in terms of like impressing people who don't know what's going on. And then maybe there's just some kind of people are just trying to hack it or they're trying to, mm. they're trying to game the system or whatever, you know, this industry probably just attracts a lot of mindsets like that. But uh, I think that's, I think those are all, Good points. And I, I guess my only point here, Chris, would be our listeners, hopefully most of them will take away from this that strongly we're recommending this is not way, the way to go, or at least we're telling you we don't go that way. Right. But I don't expect it to slow down, Chris. I think no. for whatever reason, it's it's so catchy and it works well with selling that I think it's going to continue to be out there. And anyone who knows the reasons why it doesn't work – People listening to this, we're all going to kind of be smarter people kind of winking to ourselves like, oh, yeah, I see what that guy's doing. He's selling, but I know I can get better results or he's going to just make his life miserable trying to manage that campaign. Are Skaggs the multi-level marketing of AdWords? <laughs> is that is that what Skaggs is? It's just like the the trashy level of, of AdWords. It's just the stuff that's like you get into it and I'm going to keep selling it because it works for me and it makes me money. Chris, we should we should make a parody video on YouTube and um, be like how Skags boost your click through rate and they also help you lose weight. Yeah, and just be totally <laughs> sincere about it, like oh, that because you're moving your fingers <laughs> and because you're thinking at this higher level, it's been shown that you lose an average of ten more calories per hour. I lost ten pounds on Skags. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, some people will be like, "Oh, I'm going to try this. Wow, try it. win win." It worked for him. I'm sure it's on the internet. It's true. Okay, so here's the truth, guys. Number six, I literally wrote this on my notes. This episode won't blow up in the SEM circles, okay? This is not something that's going to get us popular. This is not going to be on PPC chat and people, you know, like giving thumbs up and stuff. These claims only get us more disrespect from the cool kids. They want you to believe their proprietary methods are the only path to success. But I have another soundbite for you. I feel like, man, if you want to put some stuff on your wall, you have a very ugly wall, Jason. You could put these sound bites on your wall. You know, just make that little plaque that we had talked about you making. Here's here's another one for your wall. Skags are not a shortcut to success. Your campaign sucks because you are lazy. Wow. You want me hurt? to put that on my wall? <laughs> I want you to put it, I want you to put it on your just wall. A, just the second sentence. Your campaign sucks <laughs> because you're lazy. you're lazy. <laughs> Yeah. No, Chris, I, I, I agree with you. Let, let, let's just put it this way. One of the reasons I think you and I are successful, and this is going to be kind of a weird inverted sentence, but I think it's because we're successful. One of the reasons why is because we're humble. Uh, we approach Google Ads campaigns like everyone is special. Everyone is different. And mm, you and I both point. not only accept, but we sometimes expect to see people doing things, clients doing things, or new clients doing things that we would never do, that don't make sense to us initially, that actually end up working out very well for their business. 
there's a ton of stuff we don't know. And ju- and going into it with the mindset of, oh, skags are the only thing that works. It's You're just cutting yourself short. Yeah, well said. Okay, so number seven. This is a short and easy one. The solution. The solution is... Well, first of all, go listen to all 333 other episodes because we talk about the solution a lot. But the solution is to focus the quality of your traffic. And I'm talking about search terms. Make sure, just like Jason says, you look through that search term list and it is, you know, 99% of it is right on track and on on focus for what you want to sell. So uh, you pull the right traffic from the right level of the marketing funnel, uh, whether you're pointing your ads and your keywords to the top, middle, or bottom, you make sure that that's focused traffic, that you're purposely doing that, and that you have a goal in mind, and that those keywords are pointing you towards that goal and the right kind of traffic. And that is what the solution is. There is no magical structure. There is no magical shortcut. And that's just the way it works. And we are loud and proud about it. We are not skaggers. And that's all I have to say. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for the topics here. I guess I would just finish up. A lot of people are going to put up their hand and go, oh, my name is so-and-so and and I'm a skagger. And they're going to want to stop. And they're going to want to know how to stop. And Chris, I would just tell them, just start over. So take your skag campaign, copy and paste it so you have the same settings, right? The same settings Mm -hmm. in terms of like location and all that. Rename your new campaign. Delete every single ad group in it. Just delete them. Go to your keyword list for the last like 60, 90 days of your original SCAG campaign. Look at what your keywords are. Look at what your search terms are. And then just write down on a piece of paper what the topics are. So if I'm a moving company in Oklahoma City, I'll have like, oh, office moving. That was a keyword that came up. So I'll write down office. And then I see a lot of move, a lot of Oklahoma City moving keywords. So I'll write down Oklahoma City. And then I see one that says long distance. A lot that say long distance. I'll write down long distance. And then that list you come up with of the themes, those are going to be your ad groups. Make the new ad groups in the new campaign. Then download your keyword report for the old campaign and just paste in keywords in the five to 10 new ad groups that you create. And just like that, you have a de-skagged brand new campaign and it's going to be based on the same traffic you got before. Do you think that's a good first step for people, Chris? Yeah. And go treat yourself to some ice cream for the three hours that you would have spent building and finding 600 keywords to use. You can go have a break and enjoy a little time outside because you you just saved yourself a ton. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, All right, well, that's it. For me, I don't know. You just want me to end it because I just like to just hit the stop button, Jason. I don't. I love to no, just say no, done. And don't walk do it. Away. Don't do it. No, 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 no. Don't do it. I've got a few things. Few things that we're going to get oh, into. Whatever. So first, Opteo. I want to thank Opteo for sponsoring today's episode. O p t e o dot com. They offer a free thirty day trial. You guys, we recommend that you guys try them out. And one of the things we love about their software is that they list the the improvements they suggest in a priority level from high to medium to low. So you can spend your time on what matters most. First, we recommend you guys try them out, opteo.com. And Chris, uh, beyond that, um, we actually got some mid-episode feedback from a crazed fan uh, during the middle of the episode that unfortunately we had to edit out. And they brought up my yeses. 
And it just reminded me, it got me back to the fan in me. It just reminded me, no, that people rely on this. So, no, I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm not going to go a full episode without doing it. And so we're going to get, we're going to give a shout out, a yes shout out, which I'm doing now, personalized yeses. We're going to do this one for Rob from down in Australia because he sent me and you a little salty email this week and he, <laughs> he made a joke like how I suck and I need to pick it up and you should just keep doing what you're doing because you're great. It came as a wink, wink. Because I know I know he loves me, and so yeah. here we go, just like it's the top of the episode. Oh, yes, Rob. Rob, why don't you and me just get in the car and take a drive to Western Australia, and we can see Perth. I've always wanted to see the Indian Ocean out there. Rob, yeah! Yes! End of the show. Wow.